What's going on, gentlemen? Welcome to the Man I Want to Be podcast, Wisdom Wednesday edition. My name is Keaton, and I am the host of this podcast. And on these Wisdom Wednesday editions, we have this big idea. If you get wisdom, you get everything else in your life. Better wealth, better relationships, better uh, career success, better marriage, better father, whatever it is you're doing. If you get wisdom, everything else gets better. It's the most treasured gift that you can get. And I just want to thank you for joining us this morning. I have not been recording this podcast as often because my life is in a bit of transition. We are expecting a baby at any time within the next couple of days or weeks. Uh, I'm more inclined to think earlier than rather than later, but my mind has not been on recording podcasts or writing. It's been on when is my baby? I'm clutching my phone all of the time and I have it on ring. And yesterday I was actually at a staff prayer meeting that we were having as a staff And my wife called me and I was like, oh my gosh, it's happening. She's going into labor. And it turns out that she was actually just wondering about some shoes that I might or might not like. (laughs) I was like, girl, you sent me into a panic. So uh, we we will be back to our regular scheduled podcast soon. Like I said, there will be less podcasts and more writing on Substack. But because I am transitioning into a season where I'm going to have a new baby along with a a toddler, things will be a little bit shaky for a little bit, but that's okay. We will keep chugging forward, trying to become the men that we want to become, the fathers we want to become, and learning from the scripture, learning from the great men of history, and moving along, because that's how life is. Sometimes you can't be a perfectly organized system. Your life is what it is, and we make the most of it. Amen? So today is uh, May 3rd, so we are going to be in Proverbs chapter 3. This might be the most famous proverb in all of all of the Proverbs, like this chapter is probably the one that is the most popular because it says it's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. That is a very, very popular Psalm. You'll see it on little graphics for your Instagram or in the Bible app, or you will see it Uh, on people's like heading on either their LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, whatever social media they use. It's a very, very popular proverb. I'm going to trust in the Lord. I'm going to trust in a power, the creator of the universe, higher than myself. And it is a nice little thing. But what is surrounding that proverb, I actually want to go through most a good chunk of the chapter today very quickly, uh, probably just the first 12 verses and then maybe by verses 20 and 21. We'll see. Um, but what surrounds those two verses, what surrounds verse uh, verse 5 and verse 6, is how you trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Uh, your heart is not just, um, how do I say this? Um, a lot of times people like guard your heart, and they mean like the center of like where your emotions come from. But that's not exactly what the heart is. The heart is your mind your will, and your emotions. So it is your emotions. Yes, you want to protect your emotions, but you also want to protect your mind. You also need to protect your will to make sure that your will is not exercised over who's um, who is having influence on your will, who's having influence on your mind. Those are all things. So when you are trusting the Lord with all of your heart, it's not just your emotions. You are trusting him with your mind and with your will, which is much, much harder to do. It's much, it's very easy to trust God with your emotions because he gives you permission to feel whatever you feel, even though many of us men don't give ourselves permission to feel what we feel. It's much more difficult for you and me to trust God with our will 
to surrender our will to his, to do what he says ought to be done. And so, for example, you might think getting revenge and anger is a way that for you to show your power, God's will would be for you to forgive, to show your power. And it is much more, it is much harder to forgive those who have wronged you than to exercise vengeance. Exercising vengeance is rather easy. See world history for an example. Forgiveness is much harder in God's will is that you would surrender your will and need for vengeance to get back at somebody who wronged you and to forgive. That's an example. Uh, with, to s- trust the Lord with all of your mind is to trust that what is written through the ages in the scripture, which covers, if I remember correctly, it's around 1,200 years, so it's a very old and broad book um, and handed down through the saints and theologians and all that. To trust what he has written to be true is is takes a lot of surrender the human mind thinks it's pretty smart but the more you learn the more you realize there's less and less that i actually know that pertains to what is good and true about life and the scripture has the things that are most essential to life can it tell you what job you should go get no no it does say that god already approves what you do which is something a lot of us need to cling to but it will tell you about the most important things, how to make decisions, how to surrender, how to love, how to forgive, what what to do with your anger, lust, your need to manipulate. It will teach you those things. Those are the things that are most important to life. So all of that surrounding, trusting the Lord with your heart is not just your emotions. It is your mind. It is your will. And it is your emotions as well. Okay, so everything in this chapter, at least through the first 12 verses, surrounds that statement to trust the Lord with all of your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding in all of your ways. Acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Make straight your paths when you and I try to move forward in anything, whether it be as a father in a new job, in a current job, a new role uh, in church, whatever it is, different stages of fatherhood. It seems a little crooked. We often do not know our next step. And if we just ask God to go with us, He will. He will. It might still feel confusing at times, but the path will be straight and he'll be with you. And you can trust that I am learning that for myself at this current moment in life. So it starts in this. He says, son, don't forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments. Pause. Teaching and commandments. Those two go along. Commandments are not blind obedience. Commandments are things that you should do because it will teach you something about what is real and good. Okay. So for example, in the 10 commandments, Honor your father and mother. You should obey that. You don't need to obey it blindly, but you should obey that. And you will learn something about reality by, excuse my phone. I have to have it on ring just in case my wife calls and says she's going into labor. And so honor your father and mother is a commandment that when you obey, you start to learn something about reality. Everything that uh, the way you will treat your wife is how you honor your mother. How you respond to authority over you will be taught by how you respond to your father. How you respond to God will be taught by how you honor your father and your mother. If you cannot honor your father and your mother, you have a hard time honoring God as both merciful and as just. Mercy from the mother, just from the father, from your father. Okay. So, my son, do not forget my teaching. Let your heart keep my commandments. And here's a promise in length of days and years of life. And peace will be added to you. There's three things there. Length of days. It won't feel like your life is flashing before your eyes quite like it does when you're busy and confused. Life moves fast. Time moves 
fast. It moves faster when you are confused, lost, and stuck in trying to make things happen because your mind wanders and you miss your present moment. If you trust in the Lord, though, length of days will happen. It will mean, it means your time is multiplied. You're more present. You're able to enjoy where you are. <clears throat> Years of life, you'll get a longer life and peace they will add to you. Life or length of days, years of life and peace. Long life without peace might as well be hell. So you, <laughs> you know what I think about? It. If you had a long life but it was stressful the entire time and sucked, that's basically living in hell. Just imagine later. <laughs> length of days, if you do not forget his teaching. This is the first teaching. Don't let steadfast love and faithful, faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around the neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. So you will find favor and good success, which is reputation, in the sight of God and man. Okay, so don't let steadfast love be faithful where you are. Steadfast love and faithfulness, are they are one and the same. You, uh, you are a man of your word. You love where you are. You, you will the good of where you are. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of heart so you will find favor and good success. Find favor and good success with man comes when you are uh, faithful where you are. You don't, if you're in your job right now and you hate your job and you complain about your job, you're not finding favor with your boss or your coworkers or anything. You're just a nuisance. But if you decide, I'm going to do my best at this place, I'm going to will it's good, I'm going to work really, really hard, I'm going to love this place as best I can, I'm going to be faithful to what I've been asked to do, you're going to find favor with the people above you and the people around you. And the same is true with God when you apply it to godly things. Then we get to here, trust in the Lord with all of your heart because sometimes, sometimes, sometimes you're like, maybe it would be better if I uh, took things into my own hand and I was not uh, faithful or I was not showing steadfast love. Maybe I, things I'll, maybe I'll take it into my own hand. And the Lord says like, hey, trust me, just trust me, trust me, trust me. The first place we get to trust the Lord, this comes next. Verse 9, honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all you produce. Uh, that means tithe. That means be generous. How does it work? How does it, how does it work to honor the Lord with, your, the, with everything that you produce? Like how on earth does that multiply to you? I, it can't, I don't think it can be explained scientifically or logically. You give away 10% and suddenly you have just transferred into a new economic system, which a pastor I like, Erwin McManus, calls the economic system of trust. He says, and he I heard him give a sermon once where he said, God's not a capitalist, he's definitely not a communist, and he's not a socialist, but his economy works on trust. And when you tithe, when you honor the Lord with the first fruits of all you produce, what you are saying is, I trust you with everything the first measure of where your heart is is your treasure. Jesus taught that with your money specifically. The, where your heart is, that's where your treasure is. If you're trusting in your money and you're, you're holding on to it tightly, you know where your heart is. You can use all the words you want. You, your heart is where your money goes. If your money goes first to God in the form of a tithe, that's a way of saying, I trust you. You have now moved into the economic system of trust. And look, he promises. He says, if you honor the Lord with the first fruits of your wealth, then the barns, your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. That means you'll have an abundance. Would always look like you have millions of dollars in your bank account? No, you moved into a different economic system, a system of trust. It can't be necessarily measured in dollars, which is why I love that he used farm uh, agriculture and wine. Uh, 
He didn't use monetary value. He didn't say you'll be overflowing with gold. He said you'll have plenty to eat and you'll have plenty of wine, which means you have plenty of joy. You moved into a different economic system and all of your other financial needs will be taken care of. And if you're thinking, well, what I really want is gold and money so I can buy all this stuff, don't fall for the deceitfulness of riches. You want to have enough for sure to have an abundance, but don't fall for the deceitfulness of riches. That means it will not provide what you think it will provide. It will not provide the joy and sense of comfort that you think it will. That So we'll just go with that. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight paths for your feet. Thank you for tuning in to this edition of the Man I Want to Be podcast. My name is Keaton. I am your host. Please like and subscribe to this. You can check us out on Substack, keatontucker.substack.com. That's where I have writing and other things that will help you become the man that you want to become or the dad you want to become. But do us a favor. Share this podcast because that helps us out a lot. And until next time, this is the Man I Want to Be podcast.